what's up everyone? This is Ruben Garcia. You are at the Proven by Ruben podcast and we want to welcome Trenton Reed. What's up, brother? What's happening, man? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. So here, tell the people who you are, what you do, how you do it, and all that good jazz. Wow, that's a big question. Yeah. Okay, so um, I run the Dogwood Realty Group here at Keller Williams. Been here for just over three years. Been in real estate for 11 years total. Wow. Started at another firm and... Um, I love it here, man. Running a team, I do. Uh, I focus on listings. Uh, work with buyers on a sporadic basis, just mm-hmm. kind of when I need to. Family referrals, different yeah. things like that. Focus on listings. Business has just been outrageous, and I'm really, really glad that I made the move. That's a, that's where we can start. Yeah. Well, sure. You you brought me right over there. Let's let's start there then. What? Well, actually, I kind of want to go back. If it's okay with you, just yeah. go back a little bit. You said you focus on listings and dabble in buyers. Why is that? Well. I don't like to work with buyers and the reason for that is because I've learned through being here honestly that I don't need to have my hand in seven different cookie jars. Mm -hmm. You know, LeBron James did not get great at basketball because he played golf, soccer, baseball and lacrosse. Right. right? I mean, he's good at basketball because that's all he did. Right. So you translate that to our business and I learned that, you know, focusing on listings A will bring buyers and, and B will set you up long term. For, for future success as well. So that's really where our mind shift took place was with the listings. And, you know, buyers come along. I've got friends and family. I've lived here my whole life. So I've got a lot of people that know me. Um, certain people I'll, I'll work with. Right. You know, if, if I can't get them to understand why I need to focus on listings and, yeah. you know, why my buyer's agent might be a better fit for them, right. you know, we'll take them out. But. Right, gotcha. So, and just so as people are listening to this, they kind of get a gist of it. So a buyer's agent is just gonna work solely with buyers, and if that's the only thing they focus on, so you, in a way, are you saying that they can bring a higher level of service? Oh, without question, yeah. Gotcha. I mean, when when all you do is one thing, hashtag Bill Middleton, Woo! right? When that's all you do, I mean, you get really good at it. And, yeah. and, and I'm at a point with my business where I don't have a problem sitting at a table with a homeowner and look at them dead in their eyes and say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm the best listing agent there is. Yeah. Because this is all I do. Yeah. I don't do yep. rentals. I don't do land. I yep. don't do commercial. I don't do buyers. Yeah. You know, I'm only listing homes. Yeah. It's kind of funny because this sounds like business building. So. <laughs> That's done it. So what I, and, and, so, and what I, and I try to talk to people about this is if you go to Harris Teeter, right, and you walk in, is there one person that's doing the cashier or is the cashier, right? And then they go and they run and hurry up and try to stack shelves. And then they hurry up and run and try to make the, pro- the produce look good. That's right. And then they hurry up and run to the back because a truck just pulled up. No. The whole thing is leveraged out. Yep. So that when we walk into Harris Teeter, we make sure we get the best service. That sounds like what you were doing. That's exactly what we're doing. By the way, did a great job. Almost closed right there. 100 units in 2017. Yeah, 96. 96. Yeah. Boom. Well, it was interesting because at my old firm, which is actually why I made the move to begin with. Yeah. You know, I was hitting that ceiling. You know, it was right. no, no matter how hard I worked, yeah. I was going to sell between 25 and 30 units. Right. Three and a half, four and a half million dollars in volume. And, you know, that was plenty to feed my family, but... It was just, you know, you lose, you, I guess, I lose interest is, the, I guess, yeah. the first thing that comes to mind. It's like, yeah. wow, no matter what I do, this is what it's going to be for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, I want more. If, if I could run back in time and I look at Trenton back in the day before KW and I say, one day you're going to close almost 100 units. 
Oh, I'd have laughed you right out of my face. What happened then to now? What what switched in your mindset for that to make it believable? Well, the first thing that happened was when you know the team leader here at the time, Peter, when he called me. Uh, you know, real estate agents who are not at KW. When they get a phone call from KW team yeah. leaders, like, oh, you don't recruit yeah. me. Here we go. Yeah. And so I was, I had that same attitude yeah. uh, because there's a safety, there's a safety factor. Look, I'm, you know, I might want more for myself, but I've got a wife and two kids. Right. And I'm paying my bills and I, you don't really want to rock the boat because right. I don't want to go into foreclosure and live right. under a bridge. So when we were but I bet you could sell that bridge if you listed it I would I absolutely would I'd sell it in an average of 46 days so um, when we were having the conversation I mean you know he was kind of laying out exactly what Keller Williams was about and what they bring to the table and leverage and I just said listen man you know free lunches are great and having a chance to kind of talk business is awesome I said but at the end of the day you know unless I can work less and make more I'm not interested yeah and he looked at me and he said, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Well, at that point, he had my interest peaked. Yeah. Uh, because I didn't think that was possible. You know, you, a lot of folks get in the mindset of, well, you want more, you just got to work harder. We just got to work harder. You just got to work harder. Yeah. Well, leverage takes so much of that off your plate. And, and it was a big adjustment to get used to that. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you have someone who's doing all the aspects in real estate, right? And they find that few that they really love in real estate, those few things that they really love to do. And they focus a lot of their time on that. However, if you're the only one, then you're going to pick up all that admin work. And it's yeah. not really the best thing that you like to focus on. So sometimes you scrape to the side and, and you go back to what you, what you love to do, which is what you're supposed to do. Right. And as leverage comes in, you hire someone to do the stuff that you don't enjoy. But by the way, they enjoy doing that stuff. Like that's their one thing. They get stoked over paperwork. Yep. yep. And I feel like you might have someone in your business that gets stoked over paperwork. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, we do. That's awesome. So, and just up, we're going to backtrack just a little bit more. Go for it. Why even real estate in Trenton's world? Uh, honestly? Um, Please. Well, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> lie. Um, really? That was my last resort before joining the military, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I, I worked at Sam's Club out of high school. Had some college, but didn't finish. Um, I tell the story, a lot of folks that, that ride around with me and, and spend any kind of time with me, they ask me how I got into real estate, and it's really, uh, I play music, and I was in a band, and you know we were having conversations about careers. Mm. You know, And people are in high school, and if they have a passion for animals, like they know they're gonna go to college and be a vet. Right. You know, if you have a passion for physical therapy or, you know, doctor, lawyer, whatever it is, I mean, you already kind of know and you have that path. Yeah. I like to play golf. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. the chances of that bringing any substantial income to yeah. my life was slim to none. Yeah. So uh, we were having the conversation with one of the guys in the band, and he had just gotten into real estate here in Fayetteville. And huh. he told me, he said, hey, listen, man, I think you'd be really good at this. Uh, he said, I'll pay for your school, and you just pay me back when you sell your first house. Well, I was looking at Sam's Club, give this a shot, Yeah. and if this doesn't work, I'm joining the military. Right. Because my dad was always a provider, Right. and I wanted to make sure that at, at the time my wife was pregnant with our first, and I wanted to be a provider. Yeah. And, you know, Sam's Club is good for a season, but that's not the end goal. Right. And so I decided, hey, let's give it a shot. And the first night in school, I was like, yeah, this is it right yeah? here. This is it. How did that first deal go? 
It was very scary. <laughs> it, took no. me, it took me probably three hours to write the offer. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was scary. You're dealing with a lot of money. Yeah. You know, and, and, and our market is not the highest price point in the world. Yeah. But it's still a lot of money. Yeah. So what kept what kept you going? The first deal was hard, it was scary. What kept you going? The first paycheck. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, really. I mean, that was more money than I'd made in two months at Sam's Club. Yeah. So that was good. But really, the, the look on somebody's face when they have navigated that process with you mm-hmm. and they're getting ready to, to move into their new home, I mean, that's that's really what got me excited. Yeah. It's like, wow, these people really value what I do and what I bring to the table. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so it sounds kind of cliche. Everybody says, well, I like to help people. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of folks are telling the truth. They really do like helping people, but that's the honest truth. Yeah, when you really get to see a genuine smile and a genuine look of joy on somebody's face. Yep. Uh, for something that big in their life. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, and that's one of the things that attracted me as well, right? Because I've made friends and well, selling them homes. I've made friends with I made friends with them, and that will last forever. And what's cool is we get to have the opportunity to kind of school them right. um, when they first move in and of course we're in a military town will it be an investment how long could you hold this investment is it worth the investment like it's cool to help them not only in that first transaction but probably um, in future transactions if they decide sure. that this is they're going to be in their investment or they love it can you tell them into investments I keep saying investment I am super stoked <laughs> about real estate investing so hey let's just go there then have you invested I have. into any real estate okay First deal. Uh, the first deal was a flip. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my dad got in in together on one, and uh, it was fun. Yeah. Really, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I enjoy that aspect. I, I enjoy flipping homes. I don't do a lot of it, but I work with people who do. Yeah. And I really enjoy watching something go from total disrepair mm-hmm. to something that people are kicking the doors down to get in yeah. and purchase. Yeah. That's just a fun transformation. Yeah. Yeah. What what had you think about flipping for an investment? Well, my dad came to me and said, "Hey, listen, you know, we've got some we've got some cash. We want to do something with." Right. And so I said, "Well, well that makes two of us." <laughs> yeah. So why don't we do something yeah. together? And it had it had come about that there was a foreclosure that had just come up on the market in my neighborhood. I'd had my eye on. So it was just kind of the perfect storm it came together. Right. Uh, we purchased the home. He bought the house. I paid for the repairs. We put it back up on the market and got it sold pretty quick. Gotcha. All right. So as you're building this business, did you run into any challenges or anything like that? Any challenges? Still running into challenges. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what would you say for someone who's looking to get into real estate? What type of challenges they may run into? One of the things that I struggled with early on, and I just shaved last night, so I'm looking good. I'm going, going back looking to good. it. Oh crap! I went the I opposite was, way. Yeah, man. I know. It's anti-beard. <laughs> yeah. um, I was going. You know, I was getting into real estate. I was 24 years old clean shaven, um, I looked 12. Right. So one of the things that I had to overcome was, you know, people weren't really taking me seriously because they were like, hey, look, this dude can't even drive. Right. There's no way he's selling <laughs> yeah. me a house. Yeah. He's got to get his mom to show yep. him around everywhere. Yep. Um, and so when I was talking to my broker about that, one of the things that he said was knowledge overcomes all of that. Yeah. So when you open your mouth and you speak to people and you're knowledgeable about the working with real estate agent brochure, you're knowledgeable about the process, that comes across and it builds confidence with the people that you're working with. All right, so 
So, so so I'm brand new. I'm looking to get into real estate, and you're saying just learn as much as possible. Learn the process. Learn how to do it. Learn what the contract says. Weird. Right. Learn uh, learn all that stuff, and it's going to give me confidence. So when I am when I am hit with someone who says, "Hey, man, you look kind of young," I can just kind of reverse that and just through their questions, I can answer and sound like an expert. Absolutely. I had someone tell me one day. He said, "If you know this much, and for the people on podcasts, I apologize. It is." One inch I have between my fingers. He said, basically, if you know this much more than the next person, you're an expert. And you are already an expert because you went through school and you have to know more than the general public. Right. But one of the things, and I'm going like totally anti-bold here with, I'm saying a lot of buts. (laughs) Yeah. And. Bill Middleton. Yeah. Yeah. uh, when, When you're brand new and I went through this. Yeah. Just in our market, there's over 1,100 agents on our MLS. Right. And there's a lot more that have a license that aren't in the MLS. Right. Well, you, you look at that and you think, wow, there's a lot of people in this yep. market that are so yeah. there's no way I can compete with. Look at them. They, I mean, I, I can't. And that's and not it, only it, the conversation you're having with yourself. Other people are telling you that, too. Oh, for sure. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot to overcome in the beginning. Yeah. Um, you, you never escape challenges. They just change. Right. You know? So I don't have that challenge anymore because anybody that I right. speak with, I've got the confidence that I can walk them through the whole process in my right. sleep. But now it's different challenges with people and expectations yeah. and, you know, different things that, that we have on our team. But the the early going was really tough because you're trying to gain as much knowledge as you can as quickly as you can. Right. And overcome people not really uh, all that confident in your in your ability. Yeah. Yeah. So in the beginning, it was more the process, learning some of that stuff. Now you're in a different level. Right. What are some of the challenges that you're having now, and what are you focused on growing? Well, we've talked a lot about, you know, what's our mission and our vision and our values. Yeah. And one of the things that we're kind of excited about is it's a more of, I think it's more of a long, drawn-out mission, vision, values. Okay. But the short version of it is we want to be a team that when our Fayetteville market hears there's an opening on our team, mm-hmm. they will drop their current firm like that to be here. That's what we're after. And the way that we do that is we provide excellent client care for our clients, of course, but also the clients that we're not working with. Right. And the way that we do that is we communicate. This is a concept. Communicate to the other party. No. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Stay in regular contact with with the other agent on the other side. Yeah. You know, not just, you know, I, I used to run into agents a lot and they didn't last long, go figure, that it felt like every time you called them, they were just trying to, I don't know the lack of a better term, just kind of flex on you. Like, right. hey, you know, you're down here, yeah. I'm up here, yeah. you know. Real estate flex. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Real estate flex. Is that a thing? It is it now. It is now. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag it. Yeah. So. We just try to make sure that we want everybody to know, hey, look, we're here to serve. We just want to be servants. Yep. Um, what, do we, what do we do to help you? Gotcha. So I'm having some challenges um, with my either, all right, two ways. I'm at either having challenges with my current firm or I'm looking to get into real estate and I hear the great things that you and your team are doing. I'm, I'm just loving it. And you've attracted, now you're starting to get to a position where you're attracting the people who are looking for opportunities. So I come to you and I say, but through our conversation, I'm sure there's a lot more other questions that, right. that will come my way. But what, what, what's in it for me? 
And, I, and that's not my mindset. But I will say a lot of people who come to you and look for this opportunity, that might be their mindset. Oh, it absolutely is. Right? So what is it for me to join this spectacular team that you speak of? Well, one of the questions that I would ask them would be, what do you want to get out of it? You know, what's in it for me? Well, what do you want? Right. What, what, what drives you? You know, you got to find out everybody's yeah. big why. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who are KW that are watching this or listening to it, yeah. they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But that matters. What do you, I mean, so what do you want? Um, I just, I, where I go, this is, now I'm going to, sure. we're going to role play this. Let's now. do it. All right. So where I want to go is I, I want to be somewhere where I feel like I'm accomplishing stuff at a super high level, enough where it opens up more opportunity for me. So not necessarily saying that I don't want to sell real estate forever, but I would just want more opportunity than just selling real estate. Is that something that I can get on your team? Sure, absolutely. One of the things that we, we really believe in is high accountability. Um, okay. We've got a plan in place to, to get you from day one through day whatever. You know? and, and the thing that we want you to know is that you're the CEO of your own business. And we're going to teach you from day one to treat your business like a business. Because even though you're working at Keller Williams or you're working on the Dogwood team, you still have a business. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we bring to the table is, you know, we're not just going to say, okay, go sell something. Yeah. Let's show you how to operate a database. Let's show you how to role play effectively. Let's show you because we'll sit there and do it together. I mean, as a team leader, you're new coming in. You need to be sitting beside me, watching me lead you and get my nose bloodied and get hung up yeah. on people. Yep. Right? Yeah. You know, uh, people need to be cussing me out. Yeah. Telling me, don't call me again. Yeah. Click. Yeah. I mean, you need to see that. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that we're, and this is, these are challenges that I didn't do a good enough job in the beginning of showing folks that. Right. And now we've learned through our mistakes that this is a better way to do things. Yeah. And I think that's important for people to understand is that this doesn't come naturally. I mean, for some people it may. This doesn't, man. It takes practice and it takes action and it takes consistency in order for you to build this, build this person that you intend to be in order to lead others. Right. Um, all right, so you told me a little bit about that. So what are you looking for in someone when they join your team? Uh, I'm looking for someone who wants to run like their hair's on fire. Mm. I mean, plain and simple. What about me? Run like your beard's okay, on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, when I sit down with a seller, one of the things that I say to them is I say, listen, you know, if you're going to get in the business with somebody, I feel like you need to know a little bit about them. Right. And so I've got a wife and two kids. And my wife just recently took a job, but for years she stayed at home. Right. This is how we pay our bills. Mm-hmm. Okay. You need to know that you're working with somebody who doesn't have time to mess around because I got bills to pay just like you do. Right. And isn't that what you want from somebody if you hired them? Yeah. Absolutely you would. So that's what I expect out of all my team members. You know, selling one or two every month, you know, okay, maybe, you know, I just kind of want to work at a, that's the wrong team. And that's not being ugly. Right. I'm doing you a favor. Right. Because if that doesn't fit our model, there's going to be friction right. and you're it's not going to get your, what you want. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so um, I, I want people to just have that drive. It doesn't mean that you have to work 24-7. Right. We encourage people to have a, a stop time each day because you've got family time. You've got other things that are important. Right. Because real estate can consume you. Yeah. But we, we really believe in working hard and making the most out of the time that you have. Yeah. Got it. Got it. 
So where are you guys heading next? What's next for the Dogwood team? Well, this year's goal is 200 units. I mean, we want to double, more than double what we did last year. We had a 400% increase from 2015 to 2016. Guys, and we went people listening, this is a business owner. Do you hear that he knows his numbers? You have to know your numbers in, or, in order to know where you're going. Love it. Keep going. Sorry. How to do that? No, no, no. You're good. Okay. Uh, 3.7 3. in 2015, and that was the year that we moved over and got everything kind of set up. Yeah. Uh, and then 2016, uh, we, we were at 12 million plus. So you're looking for talent, it sounds like, because if you're growing 400% plus, there is a need for talent to be on that team. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Where do they re- so this we're not done but where do they reach you at? because I feel like there's some people that are driving listening to this and they're stoked like they're stuck where they're at they're stuck and they see more opportunity and a big vision in what you have to offer and they're driving not necessarily that they can call text or message right, right now right. but they want to pull over right. they want to pull over so who do they contact if they want that that opportunity well the first person they need to call is me okay um, yeah. <laughs> I'm the gatekeeper. I am the gatekeeper. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, my number is 910-527-3074. Call, text. Um, yeah, I can give an email address. You know, I really want to stress to people that on my team, yeah, we're not, you know, we're not passing out leads like candy at Halloween. Okay. I love Halloween. I do too, but that's a that's a it's a mental shift that I had to make. Right. You mean you mean Zillow's not gonna fund my business? Yeah. No. No. We're gonna teach people how to fish. And that's one of the things that we're big on. Because we important. talk about a shift, right? Yep. When that shift happens and is happening, we gotta be able to go to Lowe's and pick up two or three clients. Yeah. We gotta be able to go to the grocery store and have some meaningful conversations with people. And so we teach people how to do that so that they've got more confidence. And it's not just mundane, pick up the phone and call Fizbos. Yeah. And I think that empowers them, right? Because in that moment, they know in order for them to hit their numbers or their goal to fund the life that they want to live, they know how to do it. It's not that they're reaching for you every single... Now, you're going to be there, I'm sure, sure yeah. to help. But they don't need you. They need you, but they don't need you. Like you've taught them how to fish where they can go build their own business within your business. Yep. All right, well, I'm just going to quit this podcast, and, and this, I'm going to join the team then. Let's go. There's a route for that. me. I can feel it. Awesome, man. Awesome. So I got a few questions. Do you mind if I... Uh, go for it. I'm going to go for them real quick. What do you believe separates excellent from average? Man, that's a good question. There's a lot of different ways you can go with that, right? If you could choose one thing, it doesn't, you, don't have to, you don't have to limit it to one thing. Uh, well, drive is the first thing that comes to mind. I mean, what kind of drive do you have? Do you need somebody to beg and plead for you to get out of bed and come to work? Or are you up early before everybody else ready to go pound some pavement? Right. I think that's a one, one big thing. Um, you know, another thing is your mindset. I mean, you wouldn't believe where my mind was before I got here and got plugged into some of the things that Keller Williams offers. Man, I I didn't believe that leverage was possible. Yeah, you know, like what do you what do you mean? I don't call them and set up a home inspection. Like they need to hear from me. I'm yeah. their agent. They're not. Oh, I'm supposed to show up at the closing table and they haven't talked to me in three weeks. Yeah, that's exactly what we mean. And guess what? They love you. Yeah, of course they love you. Because we made their lives super easy. Yep. Yep. 
Because you, again, you have someone who focuses on the one thing. And in your mind, which it sounds like, which is pretty cool, is a mind that expands never retracts, right? And I don't think, do you think that you'll go back to that thinking? No. No. It's expanded to the level that you're at now, and, and because of that, you almost closed 100 units, or you and your team almost closed 100 units last year. And it's just expanding. Your mind is just expanding. Well, right. you know, the other, the other thing, and then we'll go to yeah. the next question, yeah. is being a problem solver. That, that separates people. Um, and maybe this kind of ties in with mindset. You blame everybody else for why you didn't hit your goals, or mm-hmm. are you looking in the mirror and figuring out what we got to do to get better? Yeah, and the more people, I'm going to put down these questions real quick. And the more people I, I listen to, books, or anything like that, I know the book Extreme Ownership touches on this pretty heavily. And once you decide that you take extreme ownership, no matter what happens, doesn't matter what happens, you look at yourself and you say, this is because of me, you gain all the power. Yep. Because you have the power in that moment to change it. Okay, so what, my electricity went out. Is that true? Like, that's not, I mean, if you look, not my fault, probably electrical company or someone hit a pole somewhere. But if I take extreme ownership and I say, yep, this is my fault because if I would have bought a generator and plugged it in, we would be with electricity right now. But you have to you have to shift your mindset, like you said. Yep. Take extreme ownership, own it because when you own it, that's powerful, and you could change your whole world with it. That's exactly right. I agree with you, Trenton. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question: Do you have a favorite failure that you believe has set you up for success? Man, I've had so many. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, your favorite failure? Well, recently, uh, recently since meaning since I've joined KW, yeah, I think the one that stands out is just just our hiring process, mm-hmm. onboarding, and who we choose to bring on. I mean, when I first got here, literally, somebody stood up in a team meeting and said, "I'm looking for a team." And I was like, you're hired. <laughs> that was, it was easy. It wasn't a good fit. It's not as hard as they say it was. Right, right, yeah. You just bring anybody <laughs> yeah. on. That was probably, and and, and I, I did that more than once. So I'm hard-headed. I'll beat my head up against a wall continuously. Right. The, the, the onboarding process, and, and you hear, you know, is it Ben Kenny, slow, slow to hire, quick to fire. Yeah. Um, you, you really got to, you have to adopt that. That yeah. mentality, and and so because of those mistakes that we've made, and I don't even look at it as a mistake for our team. It's a mistake for the person that we onboarded. Like I, I didn't do them a service because I wasted their time. They could have been on a better opportunity, quicker. Yeah. And so that's the that's the way that I look at it. Yeah, and you and you'll see where and because we're seeing this now. By the way, great failure, right? Because you're learning one of the hardest things to learn. And that's 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 bringing talent into your business, right. and that that's a process. Um, but what we'll, we'll find is that people sometimes get upset because they you said basically it wasn't a good fit. Now through their conversation, the questions they asked, yep. the answer, the way they answered, you knew it wasn't a good fit. And in that moment, they may be a little upset, and that's okay. But we, what we'll what we'll see is that months down the road, they they come up and they thank you. Had it happen. Had it happen, absolutely. I had somebody on my team. Yeah. Yep. Early on, who 
who was a was a lead generating machine yeah right and you know it ended up not working out and I had to I had to let him go and months not even months maybe two down the road he pulled me aside and said it's the greatest thing you ever did for me thank you and I hated to do that yeah but it had to be done you know I just feel like when somebody joins my team you're joining my family yeah and I'm making a commitment to you mm-hmm. that I'm gonna do X Y and Z and anytime it doesn't go the way we want it to go mm-hmm I don't ever look at it as their fault. It's yeah. my fault. I dropped the ball somewhere, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's right. And that's that extreme ownership that you were talking about. And I feel like you got to have that, especially in the team leader role. Yeah. Um, so I would say that's probably my phase, the, the, the screwing up the hiring process multiple times. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you figured it out and it won't happen again. We, we right? have it figured out now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I agree. And it sounds like one of the things that you were – about to say or it kind of hint towards it the relationship has to be a win-win right you're you're putting wins in their world and they're putting wins in your world and at times we'll see that not really be an even an even thing yep and that gives us the opportunity to own why is this in it why is this not a win-win you approach you have the conversation but if it continues not to be a win-win you got to do something about it right because who are the ones that are going to leave your business if you keep someone on that is not showing a win-win who would be the people to leave your business oh everybody everybody would leave i would want to leave right (laughs) right right okay cool all right so next question what have you gotten better to saying no to this is a joke but you'll get it okay i can't wait to laugh if i say no i don't really say no i just say talk to sheila Right? Yeah. Well, Sheila, I love you. Yeah. So the ones that don't know, Sheila is his exec- executive assistant. And anytime I want to book anything with Trenton, I make <laughs> sure I go through Sheila. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, what do I say no to? I, I say no to, to after hours things unless it's absolutely an emergency. Um, Why? because I'm not going to get the time back with my kids and I want to be there and be plugged in and watch them grow and, and be a part of their lives. So if you're saying no to something, on the other side of that no, you're saying yes to something. I'm saying yes to my kids. I'm saying no to answering the phone at 8 o'clock at night because I don't want them to think it's okay and yeah. keep calling me right. at 8 o'clock at night. Right. Um, the, those are the, the types of things that I'm yeah. saying no to now. Yeah. And, so and I'm okay with it because it's not an emergency. Yeah, right. 99.9% of all of those phone calls late at night can be handled first thing in the morning. So I join your team, and you're the leader who you are, and I'm seeing you say no at night, and I have my own family. So not only are you doing it for your family, you're, you're, you're teaching the people who are in your business on how they need to treat their personal and their professional life because you're mirroring exactly what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. Have you had any challenges with that? With me saying no? Yeah, when the phone rings after hours. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it always depends on who it is, what's the situation, what's going on with the transaction at that point in time. Right. Yeah, there have been times. But when when your kids look at you and say, Daddy, you're always on the phone, Mm -hmm. that'll snap you back to reality really quick. Yeah. 
because yeah. that's what matters. Yeah. I mean, the purpose of business is to fund a perfect life. Yeah. My perfect life is being a plugged-in dad. Well, I mean, we got we've got four nights a week we're doing soccer and baseball between right. my two kids. Right. That's where I want to be. You know, and, and and the business part of it, and why did I start a team is taking somebody that's brand new and helping them grow to get to a point where they have all the confidence in the world that they can do anything and everything. It's it's almost like a proud papa type thing. Yeah, it's like sure. wow, I was I helped them get to where they want to be. Yeah, and as you as they grow into that opportunity and they become a leader within the team, then they start doing the same things that you taught them, and yep. now they're teaching others. Yep. So it just it just it just compounds. Isn't it funny like? In that moment, you have said yes to family, no to business. But as soon as you pick up the phone, that yes, no flips Mm -hmm. in a split second. Mm -hmm. And if anyone's going to recognize it, it's the kids. So it's cool. I mean, um, I admire you for that. I admire you for that, to to really holding on to it. And it becomes a challenge for anyone who's in business. You know what we're talking about. And yes, it becomes a challenge. But it's something that you're not going to let go and that you're going to focus on. You know what's really interesting about that? I found... In the beginning, I thought, man, if I don't pick up the phone, these people are not going to work with me. Right. And that was a problem because I depended on Realtor.com or Zillow or Trulia to to give me some lead. Otherwise, I was going to starve. Right. But see, now the mind shift has changed. I can lead generate at will. Yep. So if... If you're going to get mad and not work with me because I don't answer my phone at 8 o'clock at night because my kids are more important than you, okay, mm-hmm. have a good day because yeah. I'm going to call, yeah. I'm going to sit down for two or three hours tomorrow and pick up a couple extra clients. So it's okay. Yeah. And for, for the people that, that believe in scarcity and abundance, in that moment you live in scarcity and what you focus on expands, guess what you're going to attract That's more exactly life, right. more scarcity. Yep. So yep. you live an abundant life. Odd, you almost closed 100 units in 2017, <laughs> right? And business is going to come. And it's cool that you you've you have the process to create business at will. Yep. And no longer will you have to be in this scarcity-type mindset. Well, you know, you think about it. On a commission-based business, Yeah, true. Yeah. you don't know when your next paycheck's coming. That's right. And that's a scary proposition for especially newer agents. Yeah. But it's really scary for anybody when yeah. you think about it from that aspect. But when you know that you can generate leads anytime you want because you have the tools and you have the right mindset. Yeah. Okay, have a nice day. I'll try to talk to you tomorrow. But if you hang up on me, that's okay. This seems like it keeps going back to think differently. You just think differently. You have to think differently. Every yep. book that I feel like that I'm reading, the first chapter, the first sentence is, Oh, by the way, before you continue reading, make sure you think differently. That's right. Because it doesn't matter how much content you consume. If you still think the other way, you think that this isn't going to happen, you think of scarcity all the time, by the way, none of this is going to work. That's exactly right. Yep. Man, you're going to have me preaching in here. Come on. We are. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next question. Uh, where are we at? Favorite failure that, well, no, let's move past that one. That one sounds familiar to the first one I asked. If you had one extra hour a day, what would you do with it? Mm. This is the only hour you get. Eesh. And that's a really good question. If one, ed- one extra hour just was handed to you, what do you do with it? You wow. do anything with it. 
Is it bad? This, the first thing popped in my head was practice my golf game. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but let's put that on the shelf. And then what else were you thinking? <laughs> well, nothing wrong with that. No, I, but I think you're pretty. You're pre- you got golf pretty good. Well, not this weekend. No, but, yeah, moving on. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why it's still fresh. Yeah, it's it's a raw, <laughs> yeah. it's a raw it's open raw. wound. Um, you know, my lead generating is is something that you can always do better on, and that's kind of like you know you'd expect a lot of people. Well, I'd probably lead generate, and I probably would spend some some of that hour. I don't know that I'd spend the whole hour lead generating. Okay. Um, How much of it would you? Maybe 30 minutes. Okay. Um, probably, I'd spend definitely spend some time with my people doing some role play and scripting because, you know, that's my thing. Yeah. I love doing that. For sure. Um, I just really enjoy teaching. Maybe I'd teach a class. What would be that class? Well, the, the quick answer would be scripts and objection handlers. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, we have twice a month. Twice a month. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, I taught Ignite last week. Uh, you know, um, sell your listing. I actually changed it to sell your listing quickly. What? Perfect. Yeah, it worked out good. I think that's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, it worked out well. But I, I just, I really enjoy, you know, 11 years, I've seen a lot. Certainly haven't arrived. But I've right. seen a lot. I've got a lot of experience and knowledge to share. And I think I would probably just, I'd find somebody that I could sit down with and just kind of share what I know. Maybe answer some questions, mastermind. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like that one, well, the first thing you said was golf. The second thing you said was you would pour it into your business, meaning mm-hmm. Legion, mm-hmm. where you would create more business. Mm-hmm. And the other aspect was you would pour into people. Right. Where they have the opportunity to ask you questions and you can be there in that moment for whatever they need you for. Well, that's, I mean, listen, that's really where I'm at in my, my career. I mean, I could sell houses for another 30 years and, I mean, that'd be fine, but... I want to do, I want to do some different things, and that's what I love about KW and the opportunities that it provides. Right. I can do other things. I mean, I can, I can give back. What's on your radar? Getting out of production. And then. Teaching. What level? Haven't thought that far yet. We're on a podcast and we're live. <laughs> Good. That's, that's truth. Hashtag truth. Yeah. I haven't thought that far. Yeah. Yeah. If you were, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Not necessarily that's going to be the thing you shoot your arrow at, but what's the first thing that comes to mind? First thing that comes to mind is is that scription objection handlers yeah. class. Taking that on a maybe a little bit bigger scale. Oh, mm. like going to different market centers, going different Going to some different market centers, yeah, doing some different regional things. Okay. I mean, because I haven't seen anything on the calendar it really digs into that in a kind of hardcore, let's, let's dig your hands yeah, in. Yeah, and even if they did, I think your style is different. Well, everybody's you know? style is different, absolutely. Yeah, right. Well I, well, I, well, I guess what I'm saying is you're going to bring a level of excitement, a level of, a level of uh, um, you better bring your A game, right? Because you actually get the crowd involved. Oh, yeah. they got to come yeah. up. So I think that's a really cool concept, and let's make that happen. Let's make that happen. Well, I mean, listen, that's a crucial element of our business, right? Yeah. I mean, right. if you can't talk to people and get them to to see where you're coming from, yeah, you have a tough time. Yeah, and out of the benefit of the client. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it, we're not, we're not trying to coax them into doing something right. that we want them to do and it's right. not really for their benefit. Right. 
This is all to help them. Yeah, because if it's, if it's truly not for their benefit in the end game, they'll say, no. <laughs> right? Next. Because clearly they're looking out for themselves. Yep. You're figuring out a way on how to communicate to the client, giving their motivation on why they want to move. Yes. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Thought I had more after that. But that's it. That's right? it. I mean, that's it. I love it. We got to make that happen. All right. So here we go. Last question. Okay. If you could only work two hours in your business, what would you do? Wow. All you had throughout the whole day, two hours, what would you do? I'd probably spend an hour, you know, doing some follow-ups because follow-ups are key. I mean, look, calling yeah. new people is great, but I mean, if you, you're wasting all that time if you're not consistently following up. So I'd probably spend a lot of time following up. Gotcha. I would I would work my database. I would really just make I'd sit down, make phone calls to my database and my sphere, and just continue to grow the relationships that I already have. Right. And that's the first thing that comes in my head since I wasn't prepared for these questions. <laughs> <laughs> since we're live in this podcast. By the way, I don't tell anyone what the questions are. I'm sure people will start getting a hint because these are the same questions I asked on podcast one. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, right. But they're going to change. Uh, but yeah, no one's really prepared because I want the raw answer, right? Yeah. Well, that's that's the first thing that pops into my head. I mean, if I had more time to think about it, maybe I'd come up with something different. But I think that's, that's probably what I would spend my time doing. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what... Here, I now want to put a little twist on it. Go what question it. do you have for me? Ask me one question that's on your mind. Don't smile. Don't smile. <laughs> What's the one thing if you could if you could just take and implant one thing mm -hmm. into every agent's brain and they would just immediately start doing what would it be okay so the first thing i thought was think different okay right think completely different i was living in a less than a thousand square foot home and I walked with my chest sticking out saying I was a millionaire, right? And everything around me told me I wasn't a millionaire, <laughs> right? So I would say think differently. And number two would be, I don't know if it's like a ball of energy or something that I shove into their head, but whatever in that moment makes them take action. Because I think a lot of people get scared, right? Of what may happen versus See, they get scared on what could happen. Don't think about the possibility, right? They think about the probable, what's mm -hmm. probably going to happen. But they don't ever turn around and look at their current situation and say, well, that's a hell of a lot more scarier. I want to get out of that. Yep. And that possibility becomes a little bit more attractive. Yep. So, but that's all think different. Yeah, I was going to say, and I didn't do this on purpose, but isn't it interesting that when I said my question, it was, plant into their brain yeah it's always it's always here yeah it's got to start there yeah think and grow rich right he even put it in napoleon hill the beast he's a he's awesome put it in the title he made sure you can even <laughs> you can even open the book yep. without reading think yep and grow rich yeah i agree with that 100 percent. all right and something else i want to add um because people can add comments what's a question you would ask the people out there so they can add comments. They can answer your question through the comments. And then we'll wrap it up. 
So this better be good. I know, right? You're the no, first one no to do this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, are we talking to real estate agents? We're talking to real estate agents, people who want to be real estate agents, people who work at Sam's. People who work at Sam's? <laughs> yeah. Everyone. One question for them. Man, that's such a good question. And people, are, they're, when they're driving right now, they're just waiting. I know. They're waiting for this question. I know, they're like, hurry it's up and get, get to it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one thing that is a, is a driving force to keep any service provider top of mind? Mm. One thing, because there's a lot of different things we can do, but what's the one thing that, that you've experienced that keeps a service provider top of mind for you? Oh, that's a great question. And guys, really think about that. Shove it into those comments. Guaranteed it will be implemented in the Dogwood Realty Group. <laughs> <Absolutely. laughs> well, thank sure. you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming on this podcast. Yeah, for sure. Um, and for everyone at home, leave your comments. Definitely subscribe, like, share, all that good jazz, and wait till the next podcast. Thanks, guys.